Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, we asked you, the viewers at home, some Twitter questions of our own, including, who's the best-dressed guy on the show? Hey, guys, it's Wednesday. You know what that means, right? No, Stardom and Sidham is out on NFL.com. Stick around to find out which big-name quarterback you should bench this week. Thinking about opening your own franchise? I'll tell you what, Elliot. I think wow. the stock's going up on that guy. Oh, 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 wow. I can't even follow that. All I can say is NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Live presented by Bose. I'm James Cole alongside the Hall of Famer, the fabulous one, Michael Fabiano here. Make sure to join us on Twitter as well, at NFL Fantasy, for the latest fantasy news and updates. We'll join the rest of the Fantasy Live crew coming up. But first, let's start with your top fantasy headlines for today. Bengals fans may not see their stud running back, Giovanni Bernard, yet again this week because Gio did not practice Wednesday as he's nursing a hip injury sustained in week eight. If Bernard plays, or even if he doesn't play, how concerned are you uh, with Gio, Fabs? Well, this could be three games that you're missing from probably your top running back. He's been so productive this season from a fantasy perspective. If he can't play, though, Jeremy Hill locked and loaded as an RB2. Now, here's my question. Jeremy Hill has played pretty well. Granted, last week he didn't have a great fantasy game, but still running pretty hard. Right. Uh, regardless of whether or not Geo plays. you got to temper expectations, as you say, don't you, with Jeremy Hill back there? No question about it. If Geo plays and we hear that he's potentially going to be limited, well, then all of a sudden, what do we got, James? The dreaded oh, no. backfield committee no. that we all hate in fantasy football. But right now, if Gio plays, you start him. If Gio is out, Jeremy Hill is the obvious replacement. And is Both he a good the Bengals, start? Yes, because the Saints, eh, you know what? That defense can be had against the run. Okay, there you go. The Giants, speaking of running backs, expect to see their running back, Rashad Jennings, back I'm in the starting line. I'm excited about this one. No doubt about it. Sunday against the 49ers, Jennings has been sidelined with that MCL injury he sustained in Week 5. The Giants' running game hasn't looked great without him. Andre Williams tried to fill in. He's been uh, touch and go. But if he's back in there, can he move the sticks against a very stout 
San Francisco defense. Well, it's a bad matchup, but that's not going to stop me from playing Rashad Jennings because he is the best running back on this roster, bar none. But to me, he's the best running back in New York, and he's very versatile as well. So even if he doesn't give you a lot of yards, he can get you some catches, and he's going to be the goal line back too because Andre Williams – he really faltered when he was the featured guy there for the G-Men. Yeah, I got to say, this is like the most Rashad Jenningist season we've had, right? Because not only does he come out and perform very well, but then he gets, gets injured hurt. as well. Uh, are you expecting him to kind of come back and be, you know, the same Rashad Jennings we saw earlier in the season? I don't think they'd bring him back unless he was 100% because he's been out for a while now. And he's their featured back. Remember, yes. before he got hurt, he was the guy there, and he was putting up some totals. And he was putting up some very nice Very numbers. good numbers. All right, the St. Louis Rams are mixing it up at the quarterback position yet again. Head coach Jeff Fisher has benched Austin Davis in favor of Sean Hill yet again against the Broncos. What are the fantasy implications? Well, I, we all know you're not going to go and rush to go pick up Sean Hill. But who does this impact? Uh, is Kurt Warner coming back and playing for the Rams? <laughs> no, he is not. I'd even take Mark Bulger at this point. Would Ellie you take Harrison Bruce and, uh, and the boys? No question about yeah. it. This is good news for the Broncos' defense. The Rams have okay. been very bad when we're talking about going up against defenses, scoring fantasy points against them. So this is a good play. Play the Broncos' defense against Sean Hill and don't play Sean Hill. <laughs> That's a public service there announcement from There isn't any Fabio. Ram on this team that I would trust in fantasy right now. Not even Trey Mason. I, I was just about to ask he you about Trey Mason. He is a flex at best. The Denver Broncos defense has been pretty decent against the run. You know, I tell you what, he had an okay game last week. I think 80 total yards or something around mm-hmm. that total. But uh, if he could punch one into the end zone, he might be able to redeem himself. He's had a really tough schedule. No doubt. All right, good stuff, Fabs. But it's time now to join the rest of our fantasy live crew for more. Thank you, Jimmy Coe, Marcus Grant here alongside Elliot Harrison. And it is Wednesday, which means for most of you fantasy enthusiasts, it's the day you are combing the waiver wire. So we will take a look now at the most added players this week on NFL.com. And Elliot, you see it right there, CJ Anderson. Jim Everett. Jim Everett, not TJ Rubley. <laughs> no? Tony wow. Banks? No, I, I, none, of, none of the above. Okay, no Rams quarterbacks. No, no Rams right. quarterbacks. In fact, no Rams on this most added list either. CJ Anderson there at the top of the list. You see Martavis Bryant. Uh, you see Terrence West, Ryan Matthews, who is expected back this week. Mark Sanchez making an appearance as well. But we'll go back to the top of the list, Elliot, and C.J. Anderson, who looked fantastic last week against the Raiders. Against the Raiders. Yeah, Might be the operative It's like place. an asterisk. Yeah, but hang on. Maybe we can double asterisk this one, my man, because it's playing the Rams. The Rams have not been good as far as rush yards allowed at all, even at home where you would think their defense would play better. You know, at one time we thought the front four was the strength of this team. Chris Long got hurt. That Rams defense hasn't been the same. And, hey, at least C.J. Anderson could catch the ball and do something with it. No, absolutely. So we'll see if that goes on this week. I'll move over to Martavis Bryant, though, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Since he has come into this lineup, the offense has taken off, especially the passing game. Yes, I know they were bad last week against the Jets, but Bryant still got down the field. And, you know, in some ways, I know, Elliot, you are a historian. It's a lot of sort of a, a Michael uh, Michael Irvin, ter- uh, Alvin Harper Alvin situation. Harper. Yeah. yeah, so maybe Martavis Bryant I get it. is playing that role. He's the deep threat. He gets the ball while Antonio Brown gets all the coverage and a lot of the attention. So I still like uh, Martavis Bryant. You pick him up. He's still available in a ton of leagues. Go after him and take a look. That's what Alvin Harper used to do right there. Get up and high point the ball. There you go. So now moving from the wide receiver spot to the tight end position, 
I love young quarterbacks and tight ends, and Michael Rivera seems to you fit the bill. You always make me talk about Raiders, whether it's playing <laughs> against them or playing. Hey, Michael Rivera, we were talking about this off camera. One thing you look for is targets. He's had almost 30 the last three weeks, 28 to be specific, and with more targets come more opportunities. So is this a commentary on how great a player Michael Rivera is? No, I think he's a decent player. But if he's getting more opportunities than your other guy at the tight end spot, hey, take your seven or eight points and walk with it. You're not always going to have a Gronk-like game from your tight end. Absolutely. Now we look at Matt Asiata, a guy who has been on and off the waiver wire all season long. You can stop talking. It's just touchdown. This is, this is what he does. The problem is he doesn't do it very often. He has nine <laughs> career rushing touchdowns that have come in three games. He's played a lot more than three games, which is kind of the issue here. So if he ends up kind of having a Zach Crockett day, you know, the four carries for five yards and three scores. Oh, I love that. You're looking all right. The, kid, the problem is you can't necessarily count on that. So he's kind of a risky pickup if you're looking at Matt Asiata this week. So now we will transition. If you're adding guys, that means you are dropping guys as well. So we'll take a look now at some of the most dropped guys this week on NFL.com. Well, fantasy owners have no heart at all. Carson Palmer gets hurt, drop him. I know. Well, you know, it's a cold game. Fantasy is a cold game. Sometimes you have to do that. Ronnie Hillman, again, banged up. He ends up on the waiver wire as well. Some names that are a little bit surprising, though. I mean, Travis Kelsey, he's got a fairly good matchup this I week. I agree. You know, don't, don't look at the opponent. Look at the matchup and that sort of thing. Steve Smith Sr., he's going on vacation, apparently, so he's going <laughs> on the waiver wire as well. Who do you want me to talk about? Let's talk here. about Ronnie Hillman. You see him on the list. He's a guy who has a lot of talent, but can you wait on him for a couple of weeks? Yeah, you know, it would be a little bit disingenuous of us to talk about C.J. Anderson's opportunity and being added and then come back and say, yeah, play Ronnie Hillman too. <laughs> Especially if Peyton Manning decides to drop back 55 times. I don't know that you can be patient enough for a guy like Ronnie Hillman, Marcus, unless you are sitting there at 7-3 or 8-2 and two and you're like, yeah, I'm making the playoffs. I can keep my bench spot. If not, you got to win now. You're four and six. You got to win now. Ronnie Hillman's not your guy. Drop him. Pick somebody else up that can play for you. Hey, pick up CJ Anderson. There you go. Moving over to Steve Smith, Triple S. He was on fire for the first month of the season. Could do no wrong. But recently, he has faded into the background. Torrey Smith has become the guy there in that passing game for Joe Flacco and the Ravens. And Look, Steve Smith is kind of looking like the aged veteran that we were worried he was going to be when Baltimore first signed him in the offseason. And right now, you certainly can't start him because he's been – well, one, he's on a bye. But when they're playing, he's been so inconsistent, it's hard to start him. But even now, maybe you put him on the waiver wire and you go after a guy like we talked about, like Martavis Bryant, if he's out there in your league. Meanwhile, speaking of guys who were hot and have cooled off, there's Larry Donnell. Yeah, I could see why you're hosting this segment because you get to keep talking about the good players and I get the spare McGee's. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Actually, you know, Larry Donnell, not a bad player, but there's a lot going on with the Giants offense. One, uh, Fabs and James talked about the fact that Rashad Jennings has been out the last month, but Larry Donnell has only given you more than six fantasy points a one time in the last five games. That's not good enough production for you. Right now, I would say Larry Donnell is a guy worthy of being dropped. Well, speaking of spare McGee's, I've got Michael Floyd here who has yeah. kind of – he's turned into a spare McGee. I mean, see that fewer than 50 receiving yards in six straight games. He was over 100 yards in two of his first three games since then. He's become a non-factor. We've seen Larry Fitzgerald become a bigger part of the offense. John Brown has been an explosive playmaker. Michael Floyd has just faded into Bolivian if you're Mike Tyson. 
So you kind of <laughs> wonder whether it's, it's going to happen for him. Certainly, you really can't play him this week against the Detroit Lions. It's, it's a tough go for Michael uh, Floyd. I agree, right and now. a very tough schedule going forward for the Cardinals' weapons, which we're going to talk about later. Absolutely. So be sure to set your DVRs for our nightcap edition of NFL Fantasy Lives. We'll keep you up to speed on the latest injury news and updates for your roster. Tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. So how far has Cam Newton's stock dropped after his beatdown against the Eagles? A lot. Talking about which players have stock on the rise and which has stock that's free-falling next. Oh. Don't panic if your team is full of duds or injured players. We've got sleepers for that. Catch up with that line. Catch up that line, I should say, with Adam Rank's Week 11 sleepers. That's next on NFL Fantasy Live. Can you spare McGee? Talk about Cam. And welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Let's go through some players who are seeing their stock rising and others who are seeing their stock fall. Babs, we're going to start with you. Mark Ingram, stock up or stock down? Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you guys think? His, his stock he's is balling, absolutely man. rising right yeah. now to the point where he's an RB1 because not only is he seeing touches, but he's making some serious production with those touches. And this is a player whose schedule is very favorable down the stretch. So, if you have Ingram, don't trade him. If you're looking to get a running back, try and snake him off of somebody else's roster because this guy could lead you to a fantasy championship this season. He's got a good matchup coming up against the Bengals, so here's a guy question. you're starting every single week. Would you now. guys trade Mark Ingram for Shady McCoy straight up? I'd rather have Ingram right now. Yeah. This yeah, isn't 2013. I have another question. Is RB1 fantasy acronym or nomenclature? I think it's acronym. <laughs> All right. All right. Can we talk about the Browns defense? Sure, please. Because that's my stock up. It's a whole unit. I totally agree with Fabulicious. I think Mark Ingram is an RB1 at this point. But this Browns defense is no longer a defense you're going to find sitting on your waiver wire. That's because they've been playing a lot better. Now, you can make the point that they played some weak quarterbacks. Well, right as I say that, who are they hitting? Derek Carr. Marcus, I see the look on your face. That was pretty brutal. But look at what they did against Andy Dalton. Cue him up. On Thursday night, they were outstanding. Browns had 17 fantasy points in that game. And once a team gets in the red zone, they really know how to clamp it up and make you settle for field goals. I like the Browns' defense. Remember, Houston starting a new quarterback. Uh, How about Jordan Matthews, Marcus? I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's seen his stock just skyrocket in one game. Absolutely. We saw a whole lot of him on Monday night against the Carolina Panthers. And part of it is, I think, being that guy who works a lot with the second team and probably having a lot of time in practice with Mark Sanchez certainly helped. But we haven't seen a very productive offense in this league with just one wide receiver. And so Jeremy Macklin can't carry this load on his own. Riley Cooper hasn't really been getting it done. Enter Jordan Matthews. So I think what you'll see in the next week or so, you'll see a lot more targets for Macklin as Sanchez gets more accustomed to working with the guy. But Matthews is not going to go away. He's a big-body guy with good speed who can make plays with the ball in his hands. Fabs, in that game, we saw Cam Newton really, really struggle, especially early on. Yeah, that odor coming from Philadelphia on Monday night, it was not only the Carolina Panthers offensive line, but it was also Cam Newton. And to me, with the eye test, he doesn't look right. He doesn't look healthy. He does not. He doesn't look like a quarterback who can run with the football and scramble away from pressure. And I know he's got a good matchup this week against Atlanta, but he had a great matchup last week against the Eagles, and he did diddly poo. Right, Harrison? (laughs) Yes, I agree. So Newton's a guy. I've I've actually seen him dropped in three leagues uh, waking up this morning. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. How about the Cardinals' uh, offensive weapons, just in general? Because we saw Carson Palmer go down, Elliot. And, uh, you know, you got to think this is going to impact their fantasy value. Absolutely. And do you trust them against the Detroit Lions defense? I do Be not. Be honest. No. Yeah, exactly. The Lions- I mean, i got to play Ellington, but 
other than that, I'm benching Mike Floyd against the second-ranked run defense in the league. And also, if you want to talk reality, fewest points allowed per game, Detroit Lions. But let's just talk about the Cardinals as a whole going forward because I know a lot of you guys are thinking long-term, am I going to make the playoffs, and then what am I going to do in the playoffs? We want to show you what the Cardinals are facing coming up. James, okay, you see the this Lions tough, there. Man. Then you're at Seattle. Yep. Okay, Atlanta's a freebie. Yeah. Whoopie. Okay, but Kansas City, <laughs> tough defense. At the Rams, you never know with the Rams. Then they got to play the Seahawks again. And then for those of you that play 17 weeks in fantasy and your championships that week, they're going up to Candlestick. That is a tough slate. Other than the Falcons, there's no freebies on there for the Cardinals. There is not. Marcus, uh, talk to me about Ben Tate. I, I, I don't know what to make of the Browns' backfield. No one knows what to make of the Browns' backfield. <laughs> but the one thing I feel confident in saying is that, at least for the time being, Terrence West is the guy, which means Ben Tate is not the guy. Remember back when in the summer when he said that he's sure that nobody will beat him for that starting job? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, Ben Tate is in moving his, on. You see his touches go down <laughs> into the last four games. He's rushing for about 2.3 yards a carry. That's that's Richardsonian, if you will. Mm. Um, at this point, you can put Ben Tate on your bench. You could probably put him on the waiver wire. Talking about here. Trent Richardson, that's, I believe. That's the guess. That would be Richardsonian. Sam Conn gatto esque. <laughs> I don't know. Sam Conn has had a couple good games, he did, right? He did couple remember when Sam Conn was better than Ladanian Tomlinson for like a five week stretch? Maybe uh, two I weeks do stretch. not remember that. <laughs> I do. That I sounds do. like fantasy that's some, myth. That's some quantum leaks. It stuff. happened. I know. It, it happened. happened. Yes, fantasy myth. All right, we're talking about stocks, though. How about some penny stocks? Stocks you can get for practically nothing but could pay huge dividends. For that, we send it over to Adam Rank for his Week 11 Sleepers. What's up, fantasy people? Every week on NFL.com, I give you about 11-ish sleepers who can help you win your fantasy matchup. Right now, I'm going to give you a special preview with three guys because, well, you're loyal viewers and you deserve it. Now, I'm not going to start and say Mark Sanchez right here because I implored you last week to pick him up. So this week, I'm going to go with Josh McCown. I like the matchup against Washington, who has allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. But more importantly, McCown has remembered what made him great in Chicago, throwing jump balls to his talented and tall receivers and let them go up and and do all the work. Why make quarterbacking harder than it needs to be when you have Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans? This doesn't take breaking into the Bellagio planning. All right, let's move on to the running back position. And Los Hyde is back. He had just four carries last week, but he got 9.6 fantasy points. So if he gets 20 carries, that would be what, 48 points? How can you not start a guy who is going to get you 48 points? Oh, wait, I guess fantasy football doesn't quite work that way. But Hyde has a great matchup against the Giants, who allowed 681 rushing yards last week against the Seahawks, though. As always, double-check my math on that one. Still, he will get his chances this week. And finally, let's go deep. Some might even say into the danger zone. But I've got a good feeling about Taylor Gabriel. The Texans must contend with the vaunted Browns rushing attack this week. That is going to leave an already questionable pass defense even more exposed. This will give Dick Gabriel the chance to get deep and put up some huge fantasy points. So don't say, I never gave you somebody who will be available on your waiver wire. And then next week, you can drop Gabriel like third period French when Josh Gordon comes back. So have fun with all of that. If you need more sleepers, be sure to check out NFL.com slash Ranks 11. There you'll find a Boski, a Jim Brown, a Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, a Leon Spinks, and not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. And happy anniversary to my wife, Rosie McGee. And you know what? I'm taking off right now. I'll see you soon, honey. Adam Rank, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Jay Cutler, will he crush the hopes of fantasy owners for yet another week, or can he turn it around in week 11? 
is Russell Wilson, a starter sit this week. Big quarterback starts and sits are coming up. Plus, with a big, healthy slate of good football matchups this week, what should we expect from potential shootout games like the Eagles and Packers or Patriots and Colts? We'll break it all down next. In honor of Veterans Day, for every point scored during the NFL's 32 Salute to Service games, the league will donate $100 to each of its nonprofit partners, the Pat Tillman Foundation, the USO, and the Wounded Warrior Project. To join and salute and learn more, visit NFL.com slash salute. All right, week 11 is upon us, gentlemen, and it's slated to be a good one. Let's talk about some potential shootout games that have a lot of fantasy implications. We're going to start with the Bengals and Saints matchup in New Orleans. In New Orleans, which means probably a good thing uh, for those Saints. But uh, let's start there. What are your expectations for A.J. Green? Elliot, kick us off. Well, I got a lot of notes here. And at the very top of them, right here, it says two receiving touchdowns allowed in the last three weeks for the New Orleans Saints. That's not a lot. And if you watch the Thursday night game, A.J. Green, Andy Dalton, did they look on the same page to you guys? I mean, no. A.J. Green was shaking his he head. He looked frustrated. Very frustrated on more than a couple of throws. Now, you can blame the gusty wind, but somehow, someway, Brian Hoyer got it out to a lot of free agents right? in that game. Whereas, and Dalton couldn't do it. So, A.J. Green... I just wonder about, number one, how good Andy Dalton's play is going to be. Number two, the crowd noise there in New Orleans, calling signals at the line. Are they going to be able to audible and get A.J. Green in one-on-one coverage? I'm worried about him in this game. My expectations are under 10 fantasy points. There you go. How about Gio Bernard? Banged up. Not sure if he's going to be back. We're expecting him back, I guess. But, Marcus, what will this Bengals backfield look like with both Bernard and Jeremy Hill in the mix? Well, if Bernard is there, he is the lead back here. The problem is he missed practice again on Wednesday, so it's still looking shaky for him to be in the lineup on Sunday, which means it would be a steady dose of Jeremy Hill again. Now, last week wasn't so good, but we saw a couple weeks ago when he was the lead back, when he was the back. He had a huge weekend. Remember last week, the Saints – they got knocked around a little bit pretty good by Frank Gore. We saw the return of Frank Gore yes, at least for did. one week. So, if we see a lot of Jeremy Hill, if they can pound the rock with him, there's potential for him to put up some good numbers. How about Drew Brees, though, man? Managers expected, a again, another top one or maybe a top two performance. Right now, he's sitting out of the top five in terms of fantasy quarterbacks for the rest of the season, Fabs. What are your expectations for Brees? Does he explode? I think he does because a lot of those games are at home. And when Drew Brees is at home, you can trust him a lot more than on the road. So the matchup here, maybe it's not great on paper. The Bengals are rotten against the run and good against the pass. But maybe that's because teams are running the ball down their throats. Brees has 18 touchdown passes in his last six home games. 290-plus passing yards in 14 straight home games. If he keeps the turnovers down, Brees will give you a minimum of 18 to 20 fantasy points this weekend. Oh, fantasy owners definitely love hearing that. I think Jimmy Graham owners will probably be happy to hear that as well. All right, let's go to Lambeau where the Packers are hosting the Eagles. This is fireworks written all over it, man. Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Eddie Lacy, Randall Cobb, all those guys in line for huge days. But how about Mark Sanchez? Probably the singular singular uh, biggest question mark in this ballgame. No question about it because he was really good this past week, but that was against Carolina. Their defense has just not been good this year. You put him in a hostile environment on the road, Lambeau Field. The Packers' defense has allowed four touchdown passes at home this year. That's tied for the second fewest in the National Football League, Elliot Harrison. And I know that Sanchez shined on Monday night and he even got a cheesesteak after the game. A couple of them. 
He is not going to get a cheesesteak after this game in Green Bay. <laughs> I don't even have him okay. ranked in my top 12 this week. Wow. Quarterbacks. Interesting. Um, how about Sorry, this? Pal. <laughs> Jeremy Macklin, uh, only 68 receiving yards with Sanchez as his starting quarterback. Is this something to worry about for Macklin owners? No, I wouldn't really be worried about it. I think that was one of those one-week things. Sanchez, I'm sure, probably used to working with Jordan Matthews in the in practice. I think he'll get some chances to work with Macklin. He's still the number one target in this offense. And by the way, Fabs, I wouldn't worry about Sanchez in a hostile environment because MetLife is pretty hostile for him those last couple years with the Jets as well. So <laughs> well, I, 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 think, I think he can shake that off a Good little point. bit. But I do think you'll see Jeremy Macklin become a bigger part of the passing game going forward. The one thing I do worry about is that the corners for Green Bay have been pretty good this year. Okay. Forget what we saw at the end of that Bears game because there was so much garbage time in that one, but they have been Sam Shields, Cameron Hayward. Those guys have been Micah Hyde. They've been pretty good this year. Hmm. Okay, how about this? Elliot, the Eagles' defense. <laughs> They've been absolutely on fire. Do they keep it going? Well, I'm just shocked I heard Micah Hyde's name on yeah, the show. Like that is a first. Put, put it on the board. Uh, Eagles' defense has been absolutely phenomenal. In fantasy, guys, yeah. this year, they've been scoring touchdowns every which way. When you look at offensive, or excuse me, touchdowns that are non offensive in nature, the Eagles are the NFL leaders at nine. The next closest team has four. Whether wow. it's been interception return, fumble return, down the sprawls, punt return, they've also had two pump blocks. But here's the problem the Packers are just not turning the ball over. They have eight giveaways all year. They're allowing fantasy defenses. I know you're big on FPA, Fabs. Mm -hmm. Fantasy defenses get 4.5 points a game. And it's lower in Lambeau Field. So dare I say it, you might have to sit the Eagles defense this week. I I would say it. I would. You know, I I would imagine a lot of owners out there, though, are still going to doggedly play them because they're going to be chasing the points. They're going to be absolutely chasing the points. All right, let's head to Sunday night matchup between two of the top fantasy quarterbacks this year, Tom Brady and Andrew Luck. Let's take a look at how they've done in the past four games. And if you take a look at the numbers, well, believe it or not, there it is. You know what Larry David says? In black and white. It's pretty, 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 pretty I thought you were going to say, believe it or not, I'm walking on in. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady, man, has been absolutely on fire. And And Andrew Luck has been there as well. Yeah, absolutely, because I dropped him in our NFL Fantasy Live League, and I had Carson Palmer. That's not good. Ouch. Yeah. Well, Ouch. hey, you know what? I think Monty Smith has Drew Brees and Tom Brady. I know he, he does. does. He tried to deal me Tom Brady. <laughs> sure. See? All right, let's talk about Brandon LaFell. He's been uh, one of the top targets here uh, for Tom Brady, not named Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Very, very slow start to the season, but he has been great lately. No, he absolutely has. And, you know, I think I, the one thing I would be concerned about is him running up against Vontae Davis this week because Davis has been a shutdown corner this season. But – He's a big receiver. You see him going there across the middle of the field. We've seen him stretch the field as well. And he's kind of replaced Julian Edelman as that guy that Tom Brady looks to on third down. Is he the best athlete in Julian Edelman's, the smart route runner right. with, deceptive you know, with, with the deceptive speed guy? There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. How about the extremely up and down Shane Vereen? Look, we thought it was going to be Vereen's backfield once Stephen Ridley went down, but it wasn't the case. Fabs, what do we do with uh, Shane Vereen? Guess. That's what you do because with Bill <laughs> Belichick, I you, were you, never, that. I know. you never know. It is uh, he zigs when we zag and vice versa. I still play Shane Vereen this week as a flex starter, especially in a PPR league. Now the Colts have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to road running backs. They haven't been good at home against the run. They've also allowed an average of over 19 fantasy points per game to running backs overall. So it's not a bad matchup. I just don't trust that backfield. That's why I can't promote Vereen as anything more than, again, 
a flex starter, maybe a low RB2. In a PPR, he is a good pass catcher when they throw the ball. All right, but Ellie, we'll stand with you. Talk to me about Ahmad Bradshaw. He's just quietly, man, just quietly producing every single week. Yeah, I feel like Ahmad Bradshaw is kind of having the season Danny Woodhead had last year for San Diego. A lot of receiving touchdowns, catches a lot of balls. He's a little bit better running back than Danny Woodhead, but I like this matchup because why, Michael? Why? Yes. The Patriots are rotten against the run. There you go. Bingo. And now Maude Bradshaw, I think, is someone you have to start. I think he's an RB2 this week, and I expect him to have 15 fantasy points or higher. Ooh, wow. From Maude Bradshaw, I like it. Remember yep. what Ronnie Hillman did to that defense very recently? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're not good against the run. All right, there you go. All right, make sure to check out NFL Now. As we'll be chatting about even more fantasy implications from Week 11, download NFL Now today or log on to NFL.com. Slash now. And coming up, we're going to be running our own two-minute drill here on NFL Fantasy Live. Our experts will be racing to finish the hardest and most asked about fantasy genius questions. And what consists of the perfect lineup? Does it involve a little Forte or Gronkowski? Well, Fabs is giving you his keys to a perfect lineup challenge. There's almost a million reasons why you should listen up. If it looks like you're going to miss your fantasy playoffs this season, I'm going to give you one million reasons why you should stay in the game. The NFL Perfect Lineup Challenge is coming up. It's hump day. Your week might be half over, but our guru, Michael Fabiano, has a full list of starts and sits to go through for week 11. And are you guys really going to rely on Mark Sanchez to help you win your fantasy championship? We put you, the fans, on the spot with some of the hardest fantasy questions asked by us. That's coming up as well. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. I'm James Coe, Marcus Grant, Elliot Harrison on the far side there as well. We're going to hear from Michael Fabian in just a moment. But for those of you who ask your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are about to answer them. If you want your questions answered on the show, make sure to submit them at NFL.com slash genius. All right, so let's put two minutes on the clock. Chance, rip through some of these fantasy genius questions. Are you guys ready? There's that ready. clock. Two-minute drill. Here we go. Better start. Matt Ryan versus the Panthers or RG3 versus the lowly Buccaneers. I'm going to go Matt Ryan. I know that they've struggled a little bit, but the Panthers' defense is so bad right now. I agree. Matt Ryan on the road. Dicey start, but I like it better than RG3. A better flex option. Odell Beckham Jr. versus the Niners or Martavis Bryant. Uh, versus the Titans. I, I feel like the Giants' offense runs through Odell Beckham right now. With the matchup, I don't care. Uh, you know, I agree, actually. I, I like ODB a lot. They've been targeting him a ton so far. I'll take the 6'4 guy who runs a 4 full 40 in Martavis Bryant. All right. <laughs> Lock to score over 20 points in Week 11. An open-ended question. I'm going Phil Rivers. I think he bounces back against the Raiders. Uh, Charger, Raider week, always a big deal in San Diego. You know what? I never go with a slam dunk on this question, but I am this week. I'm going Peyton Manning. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm allowed one Peyton Manning. Um, yes. For that's true. All right. Better add. My boy out of Cal. C.J. Anderson or John Brown, the little wide receiver in Arizona. I I didn't know you guys were boys, but I'll take C.J. Anderson. I like what I saw against the Raiders. Maybe I should have. <laughs> Who doesn't like what they see against the Raiders? <laughs> That's all right. No, I, I agree. I'll go C.J. Anderson. I just like a running back to get the ball a lot more than, than a wide receiver. Better start, Brandon LaFell or Muhammad Sanu versus the Saints? I'm going to go Brandon LaFell again. Wow. He, he's the non-Gronk top target. No, in that I offense. agree. I just can't believe that we are agreeing on every know, single guy. I agree. Brandon LaFell in that game. Uh, bigger concern, uh, Jay Cutler or Phillip Rivers? 
To Jay, me, Jay, Cutler. Yeah, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. No that doubt. offense is just they got issues. Disarray. The whole team's in disarray. They have issues. Uh, biggest disappointment of the week. Another open-ended question for you, Marks. Uh, I think I'm going to go Rashad Jennings. I know people are expecting big things when he's down okay. the that he's back, like but it. against that Niner defense, I don't like it. You know, I'm going to throw a weird one out here. Ryan Mallett. I like Cleveland's defense in that game. I think the expectations are a little high. I don't. The midseason quarterback change doesn't always work. Rarely out. works. All right, better flex. Mike Evans or Kelvin Benjamin. Two rookies. I'll take Kelvin Benjamin. I know his points were in garbage time, but that guy is open when he's covered. You know, you keep agreeing. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going KB on this one. I like it. All right, there you go. All right, let's toss it over to Michael Fabiano, who's going to try to predict all of this week's biggest performances. Mike. And it's not easy. Thanks, guys. For those of you at home who are now sitting at the bottom of your fantasy leagues, you know, the fantasy season, it isn't over just yet. You can play the perfect challenge game at NFL.com slash perfect and try to create the highest scoring lineup every single week. You could win $1 million. Now let's start off with some of my perfect challenge picks for the week. And Matt Forte is at the top of my list among running backs. Forte has been one of the best runners in fantasy football this season. And he's got a good matchup against the Vikings. They've allowed the eighth most fantasy points to running backs this year. And in his last five games against Minnesota, Forte has averaged 120 scrimmage yards. So I like him at the running back position. Moving on to wide receivers and Jordy Nelson, yeah. This was Matt Money Smith's pick to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. He has seven touchdown catches in his last six games. The Eagles have allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. They've given up 13 receiving touchdowns to wide receivers as well. So I think Nelson is a lock to put up big numbers. Now, let's talk about a defense, shall we? Any defense that plays the St. Louis Rams, well, even if it's not Austin Davis starting, I still like them. In fact, the Rams have allowed the most fantasy points per game. The defense is allowing 14 points per game. So the Broncos are a very solid play, again, on the road against St. Louis. Now let's take a look at my entire perfect challenge roster. Look at that old picture of me. Jeez. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers here. He has been one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league, and he's playing against Philadelphia. Arian Foster, barring any setbacks from his groin injury, is going to be a great play. Rob Gronkowski and Shane Graham are also on the list. And Calvin Johnson, yeah, he looked like he was back last week, and I'm playing him against the Arizona Cardinals. Can D-Jax plunder some points against the lowly Bucks, or will Odell Beckham stay hot against the 49ers? We'll find out when I reveal my starts and sits for Week 11. This here is NFL Fantasy Live. And welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's Wednesday, so that means the fabulous one. Michael Fabiano is here with his weekly starts and sits uh, for Week 11. Make sure to check out all of his starts and sits by going to our website, nfl.com slash start sit. Let's start by talking about the running back position, Fabs. What do we do with Steven Jackson? We start him. Really? Last week, he was a stardom on my column. There you go. This week, I like the matchup again going up against the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have allowed nearly 130 rushing yards per game and five rushing touchdowns at home this year. And Jackson has a touchdown and double-digit fantasy points in each of his last two games. You need a flex starter? Steven Jackson is well worth a roll of the dice. A player that I am certainly starting this week is Frank Gore. It's amazing how his fortunes have changed, right? I know, right? Last week had a very good game. Now he is back in the good graces of fantasy owners. He's got a really good matchup this week against the New York Giants. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs this season, giving up an average of almost 25 points per game. So Frank Gore is a solid RB2 or flex. A player that I would bench this week, though, James, 
is Reggie Bush. Sir as, Reginald? As Marcus likes to call him, Sir Reginald Bush. Number one, he's been a pretty big disappointment this year, both Huge. in standard and PPR leagues. He's playing the Cardinals this week. They've given up an average of only 11 fantasy points per game to road running backs, which means what? They're really tough against the run in the desert. That's why I'm benching Reggie Bush. All right, let's take a look at the rest of your starting sit-ems for Week 11. You see uh, Mark Ingram obviously going to be a start, pretty much a start every single week. Going to have to start him. Alfred Morris against that uh, porous Tampa Bay defense, also a start. Trey Mason, Jarek McKinnon. Interesting, an, an interesting sit there because Chicago looked absolutely terrible against Green Bay. This is a home game, and he is losing all the goal line work mm-hmm. to my boy Matt Asiata. There it is. Yes, exactly. What so, about the wide receiver position, though, Fabs? Uh, Deshaun Jackson has really emerged as a go-to guy in Washington. Does he keep it rolling? I think so. And, and you remember when he signed with the Redskins, we were all wondering, is it Jackson or Garcon That's who's right. going to see his value drop? It's been the latter. Jackson's been fantastic, 115-plus receiving yards in five of his last seven games, and the Buccaneers are terrible. You remember back in the day they used to call them the Yuccaneers? Mm -hmm. That's what their defense is right now. They've given up 13 receiving touchdowns to wide receivers this year. That's tied for second most in the National Football League. So Deshaun Jackson is a must-start, even like Robert Griffin III in this contest if you need a quarterback. Another wide receiver to start, Odell Beckham. He's the truth. Remember that episode of Seinfeld? They're real and they're spectacular. Mm -hmm. This kid is for real and he is spectacular. Last week against Richard Sherman, he impressed me so much. This is a rookie playing against one of the top cover corners in the league and he had 108 yards and over 11 fantasy points. This week he's playing the Niners. Good matchup. They've given up 11 touchdown catches in five road games this year. Now, a wide receiver that I am benching this week is Andre Johnson. And unless you're in a PPR league, you can't trust this guy. He scored double-digit fantasy points once in nine games this year in standard leagues. The Browns have allowed one or fewer touchdown catches in three of their four home games this year. And I know Ryan Mallett's the quarterback, and I'm very interested to see what happens in that passing game with the Amish rifle on the bench. But I can't trust A.J. right now. The only wide receiver in in Texans land to trust it's your boy, my DeAndre boy, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Love it. March to 1100. Let's keep it strong. Ryan Mal. Let's do it. He's on pace. <laughs> All right. The rest of your stardom and sit wide receivers for week 11. Uh, you saw Golden Tate on there as well. Arizona's been uh, very forgiving uh, to wide receivers throughout uh, the year. Roddy White also a good start against Carolina. Who, he again, puts just- up great numbers against the Panthers. There you go. Marquise Colston, Michael Crabtree, and Michael Floyd. All sits. Floyd, not a surprise at all. He has been absolutely struggling over the last three weeks. The last three games, he has 4.7 fantasy points combined. Whoa! That's not good. good. All right, finally, let's talk about those signal callers. Quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick has actually been really disappointing given the soft matchups he's had over the last two weeks. Does he bounce back this week? I am like Captain John Smith. I'm going down with the Titanic. (laughs) Okay. And Kaepernick would be the Titanic in this case. Sure. I like this matchup again. He's been really good on the road against the Giants. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last four weeks. Kaepernick has scored 17-plus fantasy points in three of five road games. I know he's struggled the last three games from a fantasy perspective, but again, I'm going down with the ship, and I'm going to start Kaepernick. He's a QB1 on the lower end of QB1s. Another player that I'm starting this week, Jay Cutler. Now, Jay Cutler looked awful last week, but he was in his personal house of horrors, which is Lambeau Field. Okay. He's back at home this week against the Vikings. They have allowed multiple touchdown passes in three or four road games this year. All told, eight touchdown passes allowed on the road. So, I like Cutler to bounce back this week against the Vikings. 
And a player that I'm benching this week, and this may come as a surprise, is Russell Wilson. Whoa. Now, he has been one of the better quarterbacks in fantasy football, but he has scored fewer than 14 fantasy points in two of his last three games. He is averaging 193 passing yards in five road games against the AFC. And in those five games, he has failed to rush for a touchdown four times. The Chiefs are really good against quarterbacks, allowing an average of under 14 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks on their home field. So if Wilson is in your starting lineup, well, you may want to temper your expectations. Yeah, I tell you, when you got a guy like Tom Bahadley uh, rushing after the passer, you're going to do all right against quarterbacks. That Chiefs defense is stingy at home. Remember what Tom Brady did or True. didn't do That's against right. them? Really tough. All right, starting sits for Week 11. Uh, Jay Cutler, Colin Kaepernick, Matt Ryan, and Matt Stafford all starts. We see Cam Newton, Ryan Tannehill also. Cam uh, trust as well. Not against Buffalo. And Cam mm-hmm. Newton's got a great matchup. He plays really well against Atlanta, but his offensive line stinks, and I don't know that he's healthy. I don't know if he is either. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks, this Friday we're going to be airing a special quarterback-only edition of NFL Fantasy Live on NFL Network at 5 p.m. Eastern. All quarterbacks, all day, guaranteed you don't want to miss it. All right, now usually you, the fans, ask us, the experts, the tough questions, but it's time to flip the script on NFL Fantasy Live. This time, we're the ones who did the asking, the best answers when we return on NFL Fantasy Live. Make sure to join NFL Network for Thursday night football as the Buffalo Bills head to Miami play their rivals in the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network and takes you through to the game. Football starts here. All right, every day here on NFL Fantasy Live, our experts are put to the test by you, the fans. But today, it's time to put the pressure on you, the fans. Each one of us tweeted out a question to the Twitterverse. Let's see what you guys said. Marcus, what did you ask the world? Well, I said a uh, question for the crowd. What do you, by the way, I feel like I'm hosting a match game. If you have LaShawn <laughs> McCoy on your roster, your team is blank. But what do you do with LaShawn McCoy now? Hit us with a hashtag fantasy feedback. I may use it on NFL Fantasy Live. There you so, go. Our lucky winner here is Martin, Martin A. Jorgen, Jorgensen? Jorgen. Jorgen. Let's go with Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Yeah. Yes. So he says, I'll see if I can swing a deal. LaShawn McCoy and Brandon LaFell for Mark Ingram. Sounds good to me, actually. I mean, at this point, what, what else can you really do with Shady? I mean, he's, he's killing you. you. You spent a high draft pick on him, maybe even the number one overall pick on right. this guy. And he's produced very little. He's not getting in the end zone. His yardage totals are decreasing, it seems, weekly. And it's just at this point, he has just name value alone. I, I so, agree. It's hard to bench him because you spent the high draft pick on him. Trading him is probably the only real option you have. I think it's a very even deal. I, I would like it for both sides. If you're if you're dealing Mark Ingram, at least you're getting Brandon LaFell in it, too. And he's got a shootout game in Indianapolis coming up. You know what's really interesting is I don't know if either side would accept that deal. I mean, if you right. have LaShawn McCoy, a lot of folks are riding LaShawn McCoy out just to see what it's been. And the reason it's an interesting trade to me is because Shady hasn't been terrible he just hasn't been great. He hasn't been number one pick great. That's exactly right. Yeah. And plus, the Saints backfield, man, it's just been a history of, of running back by committee. But, man, Mark Ingram's really uh, emerged. He's been very good and in a contract year, too. Ah, so there you go. Amazing so, how Fabs, that works. <laughs> it's yeah. weird, isn't it? Fabs, we're going to stay with you. What's the, the, the tweet you sent out to the universe well, there? I asked the fantasy fans out there, which player would you want the most and why on your roster for the fantasy playoffs? Uh, and, of course, hashtag fantasy feedback. So, this is a question here that I got a lot of responses sure. to. One of them was very interesting, though. 
about Alfred Morris. Alfred Joe Morris. Morley. Okay. Joe, how you doing, buddy? He said that he wants Alfred Morris on his team because RG3 is coming back and they're playing Tampa, the Niners, the Colts, the Rams, the Giants, and the Eagles. So Alfred Morris could potentially lead you to fantasy football glory. I had a few other responses okay. as well. Uh, none of them were Alfred Morris. That was the only Alfred Morris <laughs> one. But Jordan Nelson was another one who yeah. was among the right. players That's that people would want to have. Okay. Uh, Calvin Johnson. But I want to ask you guys. Now, you guys are the experts, right? So I'm just going to be the, the Twitter guy out there. You tell me, which player do you want? for the fantasy playoffs. Well, let me just say this about Alfred Morris. I like Alfred Morris, too. Is he the one guy that I would want? No, and I get your point. However, I do like Alfred Morris going forward. I really think the Redskins' best key to winning, in reality, is to put it in his belly. That's why I have stuck with him and stuck with him and stuck with him. We've seen RG3, guys. He looks dysfunctional. How do you help out your quarterback? You run Run that rock. You didn't answer my question. I didn't. No. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. Uh, listen, Elliot, uh, before you answer his tweet, maybe you guys can talk about it off here, but, uh, but get to your tweet. Uh, what did you ask uh, the fans out there? All right. My tweet's right here, and I asked, curious, would you trust Mark Sanchez to start for you the rest of the season? The Sanchez. Hashtag fantasy feedback. And I got a bunch of responses, but what was interesting is that my power rankings were out at the same time, so... For every one of these, I got five. Why aren't the bills higher? (laughs) Okay, but here's what I got from Chris Davis, at Chris Davis 810. Thanks for the response, Chris. Yes, trading away Breeze to the highest bidder to maximize his his value, then rolling with Sanchez. Hmm. Trust Kelly's system, of course, he's referring to. Not only is he a good power hitter, Chris Davis is a savvy fantasy manager. That's a bold strategy. He used to be a good power hitter. Yeah, he used to be. But let's take a look here, guys, and I want to defer to you guys' judgment. I see this remaining schedule for these two fellas, and I think it's pretty even, Steven. They both have one tough game left. Sanchez at home against the Seahawks, Breeze at home against the Ravens. But if you want to deal Breeze and sell high, I'm okay with it. I, you know, and I, as much as I'm excited about Sanchez, and I, love, I thought he looked great last week, I feel like he's a spot start, and with the bye weeks coming to an end, it makes it a little questionable. I mean, I'm going with your, your old model, Elliot, the guy who has the more skins on the wall. And yeah. right now, that's, that's Drew There's Brees. There's no way that I am trusting Mark Sanchez to win no. a fantasy championship <laughs> for an extended period of time. But what if you get something good for Brees and you What's can roll good? Sanchez? That's a good question. Exactly. Mark you have Ingram? to get Mark Ingram. <laughs> no. Uh, Breeze's schedule is better Fabiano, to me. Andy's in Harrison, Marcus Grant. I'm James Coe. We are out of here for today. All right, so that's going to do it for us today, but we're back tomorrow breaking Mark down Sanchez. the Thursday night football battle of the AFC East. Full preview of the Bills, Dolphins, and all the answers on who you should start and who you should sit. That tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You we get a cheesesteak? We'll see you next one. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. 
And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 